Gamers Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Michael. I'm sailing away. Greetings, salutations, and all that jazz from sunny Orlando, Florida, the city beautiful. This is the Pack Brothers Podcast. I'm David Pack, and joining me, as always, is my identical twin brother, Michael. Yeah, that's your identical twin brother. That's me. Hello. Thank you all for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. The uh, Who is this episode brought to you by? That's one of the eternal questions. And this episode is brought to you by Fuzzy's Tacos. Fuzzy's Taco Shop, I think is maybe the name of it. The I think Fuzzy's Taco Shop. It's a taco shop. They want you to make sure you know that. And you shop for tacos there. But uh, they're really good. It's a chain, but it's a good chain. And they've got a Taco Tuesday. And you can get cheap tacos. But they're not, like, tasting cheap. They're just as not as expensive, I guess. Yeah, they're a good, inexpensive option. It's a quality taco. Now, not that Taco Bell isn't quality per se, but certainly Fuzzy's Tacos. There's, there's a range. Right. They're your better, fast, casual experience for a good taco or sandwiches. Tried a sandwich recently, a pork sandwich. It was very good. And I'm a big fan of their nachos. Uh, they've got this fuzzy dust on it, I think they call it. and it's Or their tortilla chips. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The tortilla chips. i got tacos on the brain. Tortilla chips are really good, and their salsa is nice and fresh. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Um, it's a little spicy if you are not a big fan of heat in your food, like spicy-wise, not temperature-wise, then you might want to think about that. But I would highly recommend it if you're in Florida or one of their other locations. It is a chain. I don't think they have any in Indiana, so I will miss that when I'm uh, back in the flatlands. But for the next few months anyway... Uh, Taco Tuesday is a great time to go because it's even cheaper than usual. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I have to apologize to our faithful listener or faithful listeners. Yeah, probably singular. <laughs> We've been gone for like a long time. And when, I, when we started this podcast, I think I even had a discussion with Michael. Like, uh, I don't want this to be something that we do and then just stop doing because there's nothing more pathetic than to go to, like, a, <laughs> a web page or somewhere and see where someone started something, and then it, you can tell it just withered on the vine and died. Uh, so that was not the intention, but I can give you all kinds of excuses. Oh, it was winter, or it was Christmas, or I was gone for 10 days on a cruise, and all these things I could talk about, but they're really just excuses. If I really wanted to do it, I could make time for it, and I'm making time for it now. And I'll try to do better. I can't promise, but I'll try. Uh, I want to say this, too, to add on to that. I don't think those were bad excuses, necessarily. You can't bring all the podcast equipment down everywhere you go for vacation. Certainly couldn't do it on the cruise ship because, you know, it's ridiculous uh, to try to have to do that. The cost of Internet on a cruise ship is prohibitive to upload anything, pretty much. And... Um, yeah, uh, plus the past couple of weeks, we've been sick. Yeah, that's true. You want to hear us go, uh, <coughs> everybody, let's talk about snacks. <laughs> right. As much as we might have enjoyed that, I think it might be hard enough to listen to right now as it is without having to also muddle through sniffles and snorts and grunts and coughs. Uh, exactly. But one of those excuses that I just got done talking about That'll be one of the major topics of this podcast. 
in the intro song there by Sticks gave you a little bit of a clue, probably. Uh, we were on a cruise for 10 days, Panama Canal. If you're Facebook friends with us, you saw pictures. I tried to be good about putting up pictures. Uh, not of people so much. I don't know why I don't do that. I put more places than I do people. You would think that we went on this cruise uh, by ourselves, or I just went online and downloaded pictures of where I went and uploaded them and said, no, really, I'm on a cruise, when really I was uh, sitting at home eating chips and watching Judge Judy. <laughs> Which, you know, is pretty fun, but that's not what we did, no. Uh, we're very lucky and blessed to be able to go on this cruise very recently. Uh, January 7th through 17th was when we went, and we went with our parents and our aunt and uncle, uh, for one of our aunt and uncles from Indiana, and it was very fun. It was relaxing, just like, you know, you would imagine a cruise ship would be. A lot of good food. Oh, yeah, the, the ship is huge. It was, uh, what was the uh, Coral Princess? Coral Princess. Coral Princess, Princess Cruises. That's all I've ever done. It's pretty good. I've heard good things about other cruise lines. I've heard bad things about other cruise lines. So uh, I just stick with the one that I know. So I'm getting more perks now since I've been on a few. So I might as well just stick with that one. I don't want to lose all my perks. But it was a good cruise. We got, I mean, there's some annoying things that happen no matter where you go. How many times were we asked if we were twins? Now, this is something we may have touched on before, but it is akin to being a D-list celebrity that you're sometimes <laughs> spotted out in out and about when you're going different places people will notice that you're a twin because you're right next to your twin and you look alike as twins are wont to do right so not, not a famous person at all it's not like i'm in a and i'm christian bale or heath ledger in oh, good, no. uh you know the dark knight nothing like that it's like no, a lower oh, celebrity no like didn't you play the kid in the dark night or even you know weren't you one of the <laughs> cops in the background that was you know shooting at the joker yeah it's nothing spectacular at all and yeah i would say to answer your question at least twice a day so oh uh, yeah it was north of 20 i'm pretty sure i'd say even two dozen would be about accurate yeah and it's i'm pretty numb to it at this point. I'm immune. I don't think, oh, no, why did they ask that? I sometimes, you know, have to sigh a little bit because it seems pretty obvious to me, but, well, you know, it makes them, they're curious, so they're going to ask. That's fine. Yep, and that's, that's part of life. Yep, but, but it, it, was, it was a very nice cruise. We went to several different ports of call, including... Um, yeah, let's just hit them one by one. Okay, first two days, The first two days we were at sea, and so... Oh, sorry, so yeah. Those are fun days. You kind of relax. They have different things on the trip, uh, on the ship that you can do. I mean, um, trivia. Uh, try to attend we, a couple of those. We were quite good at the trivia. Yeah. I don't want to brag, but I, we may have won two of the trivia contests on the boat. Yeah. Multiple trivia contests were being won by us. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, that the grand prize for these trivia contests were a bottle of champagne. Great. Great, except... <laughs> we don't drink. We're <laughs> teetotalers. And uh, what does that mean? A teetotaler is someone who doesn't drink. 
<laughs> so why don't you say that? Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't bring like a term from the 20s. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'm a teetotaler. I, I don't know. It's just it's fun to say. Okay. It, it, alliteration and all that stuff. Right. But so I would customarily give back the bottle of champagne and would receive in its place little keychain flashlights or lanyards or... <laughs> Some lesser prize. Right. The, the cruise ship staff probably just sat in the background and drank our champagne that we won. <laughs> Who knows? But hey, see, that lanyard's going to last for a long time. You drink that champagne, it's gone. What do you got? You got nothing but an empty bottle and a headache if you drink too much. A hazy memory. Right. right. So who, who cares? I don't drink and I don't want that prize because, you know, who, who, who needs it? Not me. <laughs> uh, well, you know, going to the buffet every day, that's good stuff. They've got quite the spread. Some standard fare and some really exotic stuff like strawberry soup. and uh, very Yeah, a lot of sweet soups. I don't yeah. know what that was about. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I didn't try them because, obviously, if I want a strawberry soup, I can get a milkshake and just sit around, <laughs> wait a few hours, and, <laughs> hey, strawberry soup. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the first port of call that we actually got off the boat and did stuff, that was Aruba. Yeah, Aruba was a very nice. It was very dry. I was very surprised at all the cacti. Yeah, I think they said that it got like less than 10 inches of rain a year. So it's still tropical. It still has really pretty beaches and stuff like that. But yeah, then there's also cactus around. All right. There was part that reminded me of different areas in Arizona where we have family. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that dry, certainly. No, no. But it kind of put you in mind of it when you would see all these different cacti and rock formations. It was a very interesting country, though. Friendly people. It was a good tour guide. Yeah, Juan Jacobs, I think. He did a fine job. Yeah. I'm just thinking about this now. I'm hoping this is at least kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't want this to be like the audio equivalent of us showing pictures from our trip. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe we should cut it short. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, there is some stuff that happened, and we can look no further than the next stop, Cartagena, Colombia. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think we messed up here, honestly. I do, too. Looking back and thinking about what we could have done. We got a hop-on, hop-off bus tour, which sounds, you know, pleasant and charming. And we looked at the different stops, and we thought, hey, we'll stop at this place because it's sort of the old city, and we can walk around and see this stuff. And I had in my picture, we were walking around an old city. You had this picture in your head? Yeah. And I really didn't, it did not translate into what actually happened. Right. We got off the bus. And we were immediately accosted by all these street merchants hawking their wares at us. It's not like they're sitting there on the side of the street like, hey, come here, gringo. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, they were coming up to you, getting right in your grill and your personal space and trying to sell you these really cheap hats or wallets or belts or watercolors or whatever they can get together. T-shirts, everything, cigars. Yeah, just a bunch of garbage, really. Um, it and wasn't we're wearing these bracelets because we have to wear these bracelets, otherwise we can't hop on and hop off. And these bracelets are like bright neon yellow, and they're basically screaming, hey, I'm from a cruise ship, I'm a sucker, come after me and sell <laughs> me your stuff. And it was blazing hot. I mean, it was, if it was 90 degrees, it was one. It was just so hot and humid. And we were just trying to walk around and take in the city and these old sites within the walled old city. 
And it was not pleasant just because it was so hot. And then there were so many people just trying to come up to you and basically wanting to take your money for things that you really didn't need, that you weren't necessarily looking for. I can't really fault them too much because at least they're trying to do something to earn money as opposed to stealing or trying to just, you know, collect money because they don't want to work. They obviously want to get some money somehow, but there were way too many people out there and they were way too aggressive for my tastes. Oh, yeah, very, very much so. It was, a, it was, I mean, part, the parts of the city that we saw were, were pretty nice. I mean, parts of the city were very dirty, and we saw things that weren't very pleasant to see, but some of the sites were very beautiful. Yeah, um, but I can't really recommend Cartagena unless you know, stick to the major spots, I guess. Right. If we'd gone off on a different stop and had a guided tour, I think with a guided tour with professionals around us, they could have possibly shielded us from some of that nonsense that we went through because with the hop-on, hop-off tour... The good thing is you have that flexibility to do what you want, but the bad thing is it's the power is in your hands and you can screw it up really quickly if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, we found is, that out. Yeah, which is what I think we did. Uh, next up was Panama, the Panama Canal. That was sort of the main attraction. And it's cool to see. I can't really describe it. You go through these uh, what they call locks, basically. They're about as long as the cruise ship and about as wide as the cruise ship. And then they close a gate behind you and in front of you. And they pump it full of water, which raises the boat up about 28 feet. And then you go through another set of locks, and you do it again. So by the time you're through it, you're up about 85 feet higher than you were before. And you're in this lake. And it's just amazing to see all the machinery around, all the different components that make it work. It's just fascinating. It was really interesting to see. I guess it's a modern wonder of the world. And actually picked up a book to read during the cruise. I first meant to read it before the cruise, and then I got busy, and then, well, I'll read it during the cruise, and long story short, I'm still not through the book, but it's, you know, over 600 pages, so give me a break. <laughs> That's right. It's very exhaustive, talking about the different... Uh, we had podcasts to record. We can't read. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's, I think, David McCulloch, McCulloch? I yeah, don't know how to pronounce like David Mick. Yeah, I don't know. It's The Path Between the Seas. It's an interesting book, very detailed I mean, it's, it's interesting from a historical perspective just to see all that they went through trying to build this canal. It was a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of cost in human life. It was a huge, huge challenge. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I can now after reading a lot of the book, but uh, the work that went into it was immense. But in Panama, we took a train to the other side of Panama, Panama City, and that was cool to see how modern Panama City is. I had no idea. And then we took a bus ride back to the boat and off to the next stop, which was Costa Rica. Yeah, Limon. Limon, yep. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a rainforest there, and it really was because it was raining. Yes, and our, our tour guide told us, you know, you came to a rainforest. If you don't get rain, you, you missed the point. You didn't get your money's worth. Yeah, like that's probably the same, you know, spiel he gives everyone. To, otherwise, they're going to complain about it raining. <laughs> and it's just easier to say this than uh, to have to listen to <laughs> the uh, people about <laughs> the, the, the rain that's going on. Yeah. But it was cool. We got to go on a, uh, a cruise to the rainforest to look for animals. And if you want to know what that's like, you can go to... Uh, Disney World and go to the Jungle Cruise, and it's kind of like that, except uh, more forest and rainforest and less animals. Yeah, we didn't see very many animals. We saw a lot of birds. We did see a few sloths. And a monkey or two. Yeah, yeah. so we did see some things, but it wasn't certainly 
you know, just chock full, crayon jammed with uh, animals, certainly. Yeah, but you didn't have to listen to an annoying uh, guide like you do on Jungle Cruise. So <laughs> trade off the bound. Yeah, it, w- it was nice, though. It, w- it was a good experience. And then we boarded the train that went to s- that took us through the rainforest. <laughs> kind of took us through, like, construction areas, really. Yeah, I guess they're building a port in that area. So at first, we didn't think it was going to be worth our money or time because we were just driving through a city and driving through a construction site. And we thought, well, we're not going to see any animals here. But eventually, we got into what I would consider rainforest territory. And we did see some monkeys. And it was very cool. Yep, it was a good trip. A lot um, of bananas. A lot of bananas. They grow a lot of bananas there in Costa Rica. Final stop was Jamaica. Ocho Rios. Jamaica man. Uh, Irie yes. man. Yes, no problem. No problem, respect. <laughs> I mean, and we're not making fun of them here. They really talk like that, and they want you to talk like that. Our guide, the first thing that we, when we got on the bus, she said, I want you to learn uh, Yaman, Irie man, no problem. And uh, she explained what that meant. Respect. Yeah. yeah. And we went to this beautiful garden. Uh, and we could see on the view of the city. And it was great. And the guide was wonderful. And then we went to Dunn's River Falls. And it was really cool. We didn't climb the falls. There were a lot of people climbing the falls. And it looked like a pretty fun thing to do. Basically, you're holding, you know, sort of hand by hand. And you've got these shoes on to give you a little extra grip. Yeah, like Crocs or something yeah, and, like and that. And you're making your way, well, maybe not Crocs, but something like Crocs, They I looked guess. Crocish when yeah. I saw, <laughs> that's a word. But I think that, you know, when I saw people selling them uh, as we got on yeah. the, the, the tour bus. They had Croc-like tendencies, I think. But I don't know it if was they a were. rubber sole, not yeah. a Beatles reference, just, you know, they had rubber soles on their shoes. Right. Uh, not diamonds. That would be a... That's Paul. That's <laughs> another guy. That's Paul Simon, yeah. But... We stick pictures there, and there's another garden there that was really pretty. But oh boy, on the way out, yeah, it was, it was Cartagena all over again with sauce. Yeah, these guys, when I, or gals, but it was mostly guys who were selling their items as you leave Dunn's River Falls, and they they guide you through this. You have to leave. You have to exit to the gift shop, just like any Disney ride or or just a uh, experience that you're going to pay money to to enjoy. You're going to pass through a gift shop or some place where they're going to try to make you spend money. And their sales tendencies were quite aggressive. They were. It was interesting. And, and almost everybody in the family, well, my dad and me, uh, both got caught. David and mom, they knew better. They just walked by. <laughs> I had no problem telling them no in no uncertain terms. But here's where they get you. They hand you something and say, oh, this is a gift for you. I want you to take it. Okay, all right, well, that's very nice. Caught me off guard. Wow, okay. I thought, oh, my goodness. And then they say, how much money do you have? <laughs> like, well, why are you asking me? And then <laughs> just I say, just, you know, apropos of nothing, how much do you, how much money you got? And I was like, oh, well, I, um, I don't know. I, and I, really, I didn't have much money then. I think I had 10 bucks to my name because I'd already spent most of my money at the previous ports. This was the last one, and I just didn't have that much left. And, uh, I don't think he believed me at first, and he's and I said, "Well, I, I, you know, I'll pay you for this." Oh no, no, don't shame me, don't shame me. I'm not trying to make you pay for it. Just look at my no, stuff. Just buy something else. Yeah, just buy. That's pretty much what he wanted. Buy something else. So I bought a carved, a carving of a dog. <laughs> I, you know, I've got crypto here. He's my little pup, and if you squint and maybe reverse the colors, it kind have some of that champagne. <laughs> right. It kind of looks like crypto, and the fact that. It's supposed to be a dog, and Crypto is a dog. Yeah, he is. I can confirm that. 
but yeah, um, be beware when you're exiting through Duns River Falls. People, uh, <laughs> they want you to buy their stuff. There were all kinds of people selling things through Jamaica. We saw people on the side of the road selling special Spe brownies. Yeah, exactly, with a special ingredient. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And there was a marijuana leaf on the advertisement that might have had something to do with the special ingredient. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. But it was a good trip. Uh, overall, I'd give it a high grade, at least a B. Oh, yeah, I would give it an A. An A? Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, nobody got sick. Nobody got sick. I mean, I, that was, that's, I've had worse cruises where that's happened anyway. It was good food. Yep, they didn't have to institute any weird protocols where I can't touch the food or anything. Right, it was, well, not touch the food, but there's touch been the cruises place, yeah. in the past where they hand you your plate, they hand you your silverware, they put the food on your plate for you. It can get a little excessive. Yeah, but this was a healthy cruise. It was good food, good fun, good time. All right, enough about the cruise. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> what else do we got to talk about? Oh, um, if you have HBO, one thing you need to watch, there's a documentary, I think it's called Beware the Slender Man. Something like that. Something, it's got, the bottom line is Slender Man. A documentary about Slender Man. Who's Slender Man? Well, there's this website called Creepypastas. Or Creepypasta. I, I don't know. And they basically have these scary stories on there that aren't true, but... It's fiction. It, yeah. Yeah, just fictional things. And one of them is Slender Man, which is this tall guy. His height varies, and he doesn't have a face, and he always wears a suit. And if you sort of work for him if you become well well first of all if you if you know about him then he can come get you basically so right. now we, we've doomed everybody that listen to this so right. both both people now <laughs> sorry all you know two or three of you right you know about slender man now uh i apologize so because now he can chase you right but as you were going to just say he's got these big tentacles out of his back by yeah, the way he has these tendrils that he can Used to grab you, I guess. Yeah, smother you. I can't remember. It's it's not pleasant. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just, you could tell it's made up when you're reading it or, or watching it. It's not a real thing. But there were a couple of girls who... In Wisconsin, I think? I want to say it was Wisconsin or... I, I really so. don't know what state it was, to be honest. But they were into this. They had saw a lot of this online, and they took it to the next level that they had read in one of the, the fictional stories that if you worked for Slender Man, you would be one of his, his agents or acolytes. I can't remember the exact... Proxy. Proxy, that's the word. Proxy. Then you get to live in the Slender Mansion in the middle of Nicolette State Park. Yeah, which is a kind of weird place to put the Slender Mansion, but maybe they had really cheap land there. I don't know. I don't know how he got public land. I wonder if it was granted to him by one of the past presidents. I don't know. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so the, the way they became proxies was they were going to kill their friend. Now, these girls, they're 12 years old. They lure a girl into the forest and stab her multiple times. Yeah, it's not, not good at all, certainly. Thankfully, the girl did survive, although I'm sure she was traumatized by this terrible act. How, how could you not be? But the documentary is fascinating. They talk to the parents and the siblings, and you see the interviews originally with the girls after the crime happened where the police is interviewing them and they're yeah, like saying... interrogations yeah, almost. And they're saying just the, the weirdest things. And it even goes back into their childhood when they're uh, babies and growing up. Maybe some signs that 
they weren't playing with all the cards in the deck. Yeah, I don't know if you want to say sociopath, you want to say psychopath, or some other type of mental disturbance. Not to make light of any kind of mental disability, no, of no. course, but certainly there was an issue with these girls that caused them to do this. And it's it was kind of sad because you could see them as little girls and they just seemed normal. So, Yeah, it makes you think, what happened here? They had such a bright future if they hadn't tried to murder their friend. Right, and they're, they're still in prison. Or I think one of them's in prison, one of them in the juvenile detention center because I think the state law was that they were to be tried as adults or perhaps the, the judge made the decision to try them as adults. But for whatever reason, that's what happened. They were tried as adults. They spend time in like state hospitals as well. They try to get some of their mental uh, deficiencies, I guess, corrected through different processes. But, I mean, there's some of the stuff out there, weird, almost fan art of them with Slenderman. It's rather creepy. Oh, yeah, very, very. But it's a, it's a good documentary. I love documentaries anyway. Yeah, truth is stranger than fiction, and a good documentary can bring that out. And well, and this was a, a pretty well done documentary. Again, it's it is disturbing. It's certainly not for everybody. If you're not big into like true crime or explorations of tragedies like this, then I would say maybe watch The Sound of Music or something else that's <laughs> enjoyable. Something a little more uh, friendly. Something a little more friendly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I like that kind of stuff. I mean, not not that I'm sociopath or anything, but <laughs> I just like true crime. That's what a sociopath would say. Wicked children. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting from that standpoint, so check it out if you get a chance. Um, okay, what else? Um, well, I wanted to talk about a new board game that we've been playing recently. Yeah, oh boy. Everyone's turned up their their uh, <laughs> their speakers now. They're they're leaning in really close. This is <laughs> the exciting life that we live. <laughs> right. The new board Man, game. We talk about trips we went on, a, a documentary about kids attempted murder and now board games. Yeah, there's something for everybody. If if you don't walk away from this entertain, I don't know what we can do. Yeah. We're pulling out all the stops here. <laughs> we give up. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. This is a the game is uh, there's a gaming store nearby that sells different types of tabletop games and yeah, we're not talking Monopoly and Risk here. That's the thing. Th these are non-traditional board games. They're more niche oriented, I guess, or niche. I don't know how to pronounce that word. N i c h e. You choose your pronunciation or pronunciation. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I can I can say that right. Pronunciation. But they have different games that you can buy. They even have demo copies for you to play within the store if you want to. Like I'm try before you buy kind of thing. Right. No, I'm an introvert, so that just terrifies me. But I would much rather buy the game and play it with just, you know, people that I know well. And so that's what I did. I, I did some research, seeing, you know, what games were out there that looked interesting. And we came across one called Pandemic. And if you're familiar with the term pandemic, it's about a, a global health crisis, basically, a spreading of a disease. If you think of the movie Outbreak, for example, that is maybe focused on a pandemic. There was another movie, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was uh, explored a similar topic about a, a virus that spread everywhere. I think Outbreak. Was it called Outbreak? Well, I'm thinking of something else then. There, uh, there was a movie called Outbreak, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely there was a movie called Outbreak, but there was, I thought there was another movie that talked about that. 
I don't I'm, know. I'm getting off the subject. Anyway, this uh, board game called Pandemic, it's interesting. You can play it with two to five players, and each person gets a different role at random, and there are seven different roles, so that allows for some replayability because sometimes you'll be a different character. Each of these different characters have a different ability that helps you master the game. And this game is different from most board games that you play because this is a cooperative board game. Right. And Monopoly or Risk, it's every man for themselves. I even want in, to take over the world. Or even I in Candyland. It's <laughs> that's true, yeah. Even Checkers. Uh, oh, there's only one winner. But I do like that dynamic of Pandemic. That's almost a rhyme. That we all win together or we all lose together. So we have to work together as a team in order to cure these diseases. Right. So there's four different diseases that are breaking out across 48 cities around the world. And you have to travel around and find cures for the diseases. That's the only way you can win the game is to cure all four diseases. And the things that can stop you are if there's too many outbreaks, the game's over. Or each time you draw cards, it's like a passage of time. And if you can no longer draw cards anymore, your game's over. And or, your time ran out. Or there's also little cubes that represent the disease as it spreads. In each turn, you have to infect more cities because the disease is spreading. And if you come to a point to where you can't spread the disease anymore because you don't have any more cubes, then the game's over as well. So there's a lot of different end states you have to try to balance out to try to avoid losing. Yeah, there's more ways to lose than there are to win, certainly. So it's a very challenging game. We've only played it, I think, four or five times. Yeah, and it's tough. Every time we've won, it's kind of been by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, which maybe is a realistic way to do it. I know the person who developed the game worked with the CDC, worked with those who study and fight these diseases, like I guess you could talk about, oh, Ebola or something like that could be a disease that spreads quickly. Uh, and and it, it's definitely challenging, but it's fun. And there are expansion packs for the game. We haven't played it enough to really need an expansion pack to spice things up, but it's good to know that they are there to make the game more interesting or yes. perhaps more challenging. There's also scenarios that you can download online that kind of change the rules a little bit to keep it fresh. And it's got a lot of replayability. So if you're interested in looking at a new game, maybe check out Pandemic. Yeah, I would recommend it. It's, it's fun. I, we've only played it with three players so far. I can't imagine. Thinking about how the game works, five players sounds like it would be very hard. Yeah, maybe but then again, maybe the max is four. I, uh, I could be misremembering but still, that. I still don't know. But the, the more roles you have, the more power. So anyway, I won't get down into the weeds on that. Check it out. Go to your, some gaming store. Go to Amazon.com. We should have a tab up on our page where you can click here to buy, and then we get a little piece of the pie. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, but I think our two or three <laughs> listeners can't, bury, can't, can't really lift that weight all by themselves. That's right. Let's get this thing out on a regular basis before we try to monetize it. Right. Once every two months might not be the best uh, way to generate revenue or interest or anything. Loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. Uh, but if you want to show your loyalty, there's things you can do. Our website is up and running. There's nothing on it, really, except for links to different podcasts. <laughs> but we want to get blog posts and other stuff. So check it out, and maybe there'll be something there. Probably not, but hey, why not? It's packbrotherspodcast.com. P-A-C-K-B-R-O-S, podcast, 
com. And if you've got a question, send us an email at packbrospodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I checked the email just a few days ago, and we haven't got one single email. So if you could, just send an email just so I can see if it's working or not. Just for fun. We didn't hear any, like, spam email? Nothing? No, no, wow. no. It's too new. It's not on the radar yet of all these different spam bots. Hmm. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Pack Bros Podcast. And you can probably go to Facebook.com slash Pack Bros Podcast. Of course. Why not? Why uh, not? Oh, this is an aside. I know the show is ending, but I just want to say there's a show on CBS called Hunted, and it's a reality show, and it is fake. <laughs> you don't want to dive into that a little bit more? No, no, that's okay. Maybe next time. But uh, I, I, Like I've said before, I, it might just be very poorly edited. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, then. Very well. <laughs> well, crypto is scratching up the door, so that means we do have to go. Um, let's take it out. We talked about sicknesses and viruses, so I think... We need a doctor in the house. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> there is a doctor in the house. Here he comes. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.